When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. This weekend, the Phoenix are away to Melbourne City. The table toppers, three games, three wins and looking pretty solid. That is a Sunday evening, New Zealand time around a seven o'clock kickoff. The Phoenix have had a bit of a restructure uh, in the way that they are do- they're running the football club and long-serving operations manager Sean Gill has a new job. He is now going to be the director of football for the Wellington Phoenix. What does that mean? Well, we're about to find out because Sean Gill joins us now. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good. Uh, and uh, a bit of a change for you. You've been a long, long-serving operations manager at the Wellington Phoenix, but uh, you've got a new role at the Phoenix as the club's director of football. Um, how does that change things for you? Yeah, so it's uh, look, it's probably uh, yeah the evolution of the club, and you know now being back on uh, New Zealand shores and having a women's team here and a men's team, and and sort of now reconnecting all back with the academy. So, you know, as far as uh, as far as my role, it sort of probably takes a little bit of the day to day operational stuff out of it, and you know allows you to focus uh, more and on some of the strategic goals and and the longer term sort of thinking and planning uh, of all the various. Football, football departments. Yeah, I mean, I guess with the women's team involved now, there's there's three teams really, isn't there? With the Rezies who play in the national league and uh, and the first team, the men's first team now, the women's first team as well. I mean, that that job will be uh, quite encompassing, I, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, it's uh, you know, it was it was a difficult couple of years for us, sort of being uh, spread all over the place, and then you know, the first inaugural season of the women's last year, then based on Wollongong and the the men in Chatswood, um, you know, and, and it's great to have everyone back uh, in the one place, and yeah, you know, we can't wait for the for for the first women's you know professional Phoenix game uh, in Wellington on the twentieth of November. It's going to be a cracking occasion, but. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the club, when I first started, we had a men's first team and we were sort of fittering around with uh, Team Wellington at that stage with the Football School of Excellence. And, you know, now we've got a, a men's team, a women's team in the professional ranks, the reserve team. And then under the reserve team, there's uh, four other teams in the academy and, you know, growth in the girls' space next year with hopefully two to three teams coming there. So, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's it's become a proper football club now, which is which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, so the the director of football, I I hear that title and I think about what I know about overseas clubs, and I think, okay, so you talk, uh, you know, the director of football talks about the direction of the club, the way the club plays, recruitment for the club, all of those sort of things. Is is am I on the right track here of what that means for you as well? Yeah, yeah. Look, it's probably not quite a European director of football. You know, it's it's not necessarily going to be up to me to tell uh, 
you know, Uffi uh, or Nat, uh, how they're going to play or, or what they're going to play, you know, but it's probably more taking a longer-term view towards some of our recruitment, you know, more so, you know, making sure that we're picking up the best kids into the uh, into the academy, both in the, in, the, in the girls' and boys' space, you know, and then being able to bring them through into the first team and then, or if not bringing them into the first team, you know, being able to put them into places overseas and if we do come into the first team, then being able to make some sales off them, you know, so... That's probably more of the focus, uh, and then you know we, we also want to get to the point where um, <clears throat> we do have the best working with the best in the academy, you know, and with that requires more funding, you know. So how are we going to get that funding? Where's that funding going to come from in terms of non-elite streams in the academy? So it's, it's probably a little bit more of that, um, you know, uh, and you sort of you, you let the coaches, you know, play play the way they see it best. Yeah, <clears throat> let the coaches coach, and and you do the rest. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you mentioned there, you know, I mean, getting players, developing players, potentially selling players on. Libby Kakache, Sarpreet Singh, two great examples of that. Um, you, the Phoenix have got their own academy. Of course, the Ole Academy is quite famous as well. That's down in your part of the country. There's winners around. I know there's a there's a good academy in, in Christchurch as well. I mean, what's the relationship like at the moment with all of those academies? And is that something that you'll look to do to, to sort of – maybe not bring them under the Phoenix umbrella, but at least, uh, you know, sort of have some sort of uh, partnership or relationship with them? Yeah, look, we, we're, we're, always, we're always looking to do what we can in the, in the, in the um, you know, amateur space. You know, whether that's working in with those other academies or whether that's, you know, working in with uh, other clubs around the country and other clubs within New Zealand to, or within Wellington to... You know, help bring that talent through uh, at that sort of under 13 and below level. Uh, you know, that is going to be a key focus for us. Um, you know, we can't supply all the coaches, you know, so it's probably a, a bit more of coach-to-coach working and trying to upskill the coaches and, you know, maybe give them some of our best practice and, and hopefully that rubs off. Um, but, you know, we had winners uh, uh, down using the fantastic training facility at NZCIS last week and, you know, we were having chats with uh, Winton and, talking to him about what he's doing and that. So, yeah, the relationships are, are good there and, and, you know, part of this role will be trying to figure out how we can help the whole of the game. Yeah, I mean, football fans are passionate, right? They love their sport. Uh, they want the Wellington Phoenix to do well. But as a result, often they get um, they, they get emotional about things and, you know, you, you see, particularly on social media, um, you know, go, why isn't the club signed this player? Why isn't the club signed that player? I saw a little bit of that around when Alex Grieve broke into the St Mirren first team, right? Uh, but you can't... Uh, sign everybody, right? Um, so, what would you say to those fans that maybe see players like Alex Grieve pop up overseas? Yeah, look, it's you know, it's, it, the development's not a straight line. You know, you don't sort of, it's not you. You, you see someone at sort of ten, eleven, twelve, and then they're automatically going to go through this funnel and go the way you think. You know, so there are some players that you know potentially weren't uh, on the radar of our coaching staff at those younger ages that have sort of gone on to develop. I think with someone like Alex, you know, he went over to the States and did well in the state system and, and then picked up the contract from there. So it's, you know, it's not an exact science uh, and that will be part of the remit to, 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 to see how we can make it more of an exact science and, and pick up, you know, a lot more of the better players. Um, but, you know, I think back to should probably show my age <laughs> when John Kerwin got in the All Blacks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was coming from Division Three rugby and stuff like that. So it's not, as I say, it's not an exact science. You don't always get it right. Um, but I think of late we're getting more of the more and more of them right. You know, and if I look at the the last uh, under nineteen OFC qualifiers, I think we had twelve uh, out of that that squad. You know, so so we're heading in the right direction. 
there's obviously a big education uh, part of this when you're dealing with younger players as well. Um, I think you've got a relationship with Scots College, and I know that is it St Margaret's as well for for the women's side, so that academy players you do sign, you know, they have a school to go to and and all of that sort of thing. What about the next step from there? Often we talk about you mentioned it with Alex. Uh, we see a lot of our our football firms have have gone this path as well that they end up playing college football in the US. Is is that something that you also look towards? Partnering with with somebody on that side of uh, that's part of the world around that as well in tertiary education. Yeah, so look, we, we've uh, we've currently got a, a a very good relationship with the AUT here in New Zealand. We do have a program that we're running in conjunction with them for the ones that are coming out of school uh, that give them a, a sort of a, a, a pre degree type course in sports management. It allows them to do a little bit of coaching, which then allows them to get back into the community and coach some of the younger kids as well. And you know they get they get uh, credits for that. We are looking to try and move that into a degree paper. Uh, so so that work is underway. I think we might have twenty in that in that cohort this year uh, doing that that study. So yeah, that's critical for us because it's not just about you know uh, developing per, uh, the player; it's about developing the person educationally, socially, you know, mental mental skills and all that sort of thing. So. Yeah, it is, it's a critical thing for us. Uh, moving out to NZCIS opens up a few other schools out this way to work with. So, yes, it's definitely something we is front of mind. Yeah, I mean, the, the role that you have is about evolving. I mean, the, the role will evolve, but the club will also evolve, right, and, 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 and grow and grow and, and maybe in different ways we don't see now. But, I mean, how are you set up at the moment? I mean, do you have like a one-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan, and, and how does that work for you? What do you, what do you see, the, the, you know, sort of down the road for the club? Yeah, so I mean, look down the road for the club, we see we see the the, the girls program, particularly in the academy space, mirroring the, the the boys program. Same number of teams playing in the same sort of competitions and, and having that funnel to bring you know players through. Um, we we um, ooh, it's a tough question actually. Yeah, <laughs> looking ten years out, you know, yeah, I guess one one of the key things for us too is is, is how are we going to help help the game? You know, it's. Yeah, we do what we do, but also, if we are going to have better players coming through and and being more ready for, you know, the rigors of National League football or Central League football, and then onto A League football, we need to make sure that those players at the you know under tens, elevens, twelves, thirteens, fourteens are getting the best possible programs they can. You know, so it's 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 probably about helping that and growing that base so that that base is really really big, and then we've got you know really talented kids that are coming through. Yeah, and then you know, always winning an A League or, or winning a uh, sorry an A League men's or winning an A League women's is, is you know part of that part of that longer term plan. Um, and then also you know getting the women's program to to, to fully fully full time professional twelve months of the year. That's that's a big one for us. You know, at the moment they have a short shorter contract cycle than the men. So you know, getting that equality there and and having those women you know, being able to focus on football. You know, twelve months of the year, and not worry about other things is, is critical as well. Yeah, good stuff, Sean. Well, listen, best of luck with you with your new role, uh, changing role from ops manager to uh, what you're doing now, which is you know uh, a director of football role. Uh, I, I wish you all the best, mate. But before we let you go, we do have to ask: uh, when you were a kid, who was your teammate? Who do you support up in uh, Europe? <laughs> Brenton said Brenton said this might be a good uh, good topic for you and I. When I was uh five years old back in the uh, early eighties I uh got hooked on Man United watching big league soccer. 
So Norman Whiteside and, and guys like that, that was uh, that was my club and been my club ever since. No, you're, you're a good man, Sean. You're welcome on the show anytime. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for your time, mate. Appreciate it. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.